This is a Bulldog Radio podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever Torch Sports Podcast. And arguably even the first Torch Podcast in our new uh, partnership with Bulldog Radio. So I'm Brennan Sanders, the sports editor for the Ferris State Torch. And I've got the squad in here with me today. <laughs> the squad. The squad <laughs> of uh, sports reporters. Uh, Brody Kaiser. Hello. Austin Arquette. What's up? And the newbie, Brandon Worth. The newbie? Yeah. Well, you're the newbie. Fresh starter. For us. That's true. The young blood. You may... That's true. In the in this in this group, I am the newbie. You are the newbie <laughs> writing. Yes. He is the veteran at in, podcasting. In, yes. Mm-hmm. So That's fair. Which comes in to be very clutch. useful, I'd very say. Clutch. Yeah, it makes it possible for this to happen. Yeah. That's why it makes us a four-rounded squad. Exactly. Well-rounded team right here so obviously i think we should introduce ourselves right off the bat so who wants to go first i can go all right so what do you want me to say just just like give me name year uh why are you doing this uh your life story even life story okay so Entire that's life a little enticing <laughs> uh how many uh your gpa even Let's no. not talk right. about that. <laughs> no, uh, my name is Brody Kaiser. I am a sophomore in the sports communication program. I'm from Middleville, Michigan, which is a small town just south of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, I'm running for the torch because I want to go into sports reporting after college, um, and it's a great opportunity, and I have tons of fun doing it. So I plan on continuing doing it for as long as I can. All right. Yeah, I'm going to pick up uh, kind of where Brody is. Uh, I'm Austin Arquette. It's uh, my senior year here at Ferris. I'll be graduating in December. And, you know, I kind of got into reporting because just kind of fell in love with the sports. And it's another way you can kind of entice yourself without being on the field or in the moment of action. You just get to be a part of something that's a little bit bigger than just the sport itself. And you get to have fun writing about it. So, uh, would we say GPA and stuff like that? No, no, <laughs> no. no, no. Have, no. He's definitely kidding. Yeah, <laughs> I was definitely kidding at that point. Yeah, so. some, of, some of us might not want to mention our GPAs. <laughs> the, but life, the life story was serious, though. I think we should back up go through that yeah life story, life story. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, life i don't get a story. birthday this year because you know i was unlucky and born on leap year so <laughs> oh. l i'm a five-year-old sitting <laughs> in a chair yeah um <laughs> my name is brandon worth sophomore in the sports comp program i have a minor multimedia journalism which is something that i was interested in which brought me to be part of this squad right here um definitely a sports fanatic have absolutely been devoted to it for almost my whole life and what better way to support the bulldogs by writing for them and I mean, you also. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe running cross country. Yeah, that yeah. Also yeah. running cross country. That's, like that's like the number one thing I don't mention to anybody. Yes, uh, I am on the cross country and the track team as an athlete, and um, I also yeah. have my other uh, sports podcast, Joe Nagy, the MVSP. We cover most of the other fair state sports and other sports throughout the week uh, on Monday, Wednesdays at one p.m. too. Awesome, and obviously I'm Brendan Sanders, the man, the myth, the legend, and man, life story. I've always been involved in sports. It's the only thing that's kind of piqued my interest. And there we go again. Basically, if I wouldn't have had sports, I would have just been a lazy guy who uh, wouldn't be doing anything with my life. 
So sports actually got me to do be something. And I guess I'm pretty good at writing, asking, interviewing people and all that fun stuff. Considering they, you edit all of our work, I would say you're pretty yeah. good. Uh, okay. At least decent. Above, slight, <laughs> slightly above average, I'd <laughs> say. Not bad. <laughs> but overall, yeah, I'm a junior. Sportscom. S- somehow, some way. Somehow, some way, I'm becoming successful. And yeah. So moving on, we're going to talk about three main themes for this week. About basically what we wrote in our paper this past week involving recruiting hockey (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the Super Bowl so I guess I'll lead off with uh, the first story of the week which is uh, National Signing Day came through for Ferris State and man was it a doozy 28 prospects signed which to me it was funny because coach Tony Anise says we wanted to sign we had to sign less players this year and the man brought in 28 players mm-hmm. which is insane to me because you look at like division 1 schools they maybe bring in 20 21 and this guy brought in 28 all of them and not only that these were like 28 high quality almost division 1 athletes that made us ranked like the number 1 division 2 recruiting class in the country you got to think how many of them that got flipped from D1, too. You talk about how many players get flipped in D1 to go to D1, like Michigan and Michigan State, or flipped from other colleges. And how many do we just flip from going to D1 to come to a D2 college? Yeah. Well, a lot of these are probably because they, they may have had, like, roster spots, maybe. I, I haven't investigated too much on mm-hmm. how many we actually, like, flipped. But we had quite a number of guys that were – Almost Division One, like these were. F- Coach Anise said he had no clue how these guys didn't get like Division One offers, especially a few of our Detroit guys, offensive linemen especially. We only recruited like three offensive linemen, and they were all like hyper athletic, like played basketball offensive linemen, mm-hmm. who he couldn't believe didn't get Division One offers, which shows kind of how high quality we were going after, and. Especially, we went after seven total quarterbacks. Who Seven quarterbacks played quarterbacks in high school, and now are maybe some will play quarterback, few will play wide, wide receiver, and a few others will, I think, play defensive back. Mm-hmm. That's just going to have so much depth on that team. Yep. Oh, 100%. Well, especially when you talk about, like I said, uh, Anise was talking about how a lot of the guys from the 2019 class are gonna were redshirted, so they're basically freshmen this year. The guys last year that came in because of COVID, they'll be freshmen technically, and then this class too. So they they're pretty much coaching three freshman classes this year. So yeah, they're gonna have talent at every level. And you talk about those kids that didn't get their season last year. I mean, they get their eligibility year mm-hmm. back. So it's just it's a dynasty waiting to be built. Oh, 100 percent. And with basically. As you said, there's three freshman classes. Thir- 38 in the 2019 class, or 2020 class. 28 there, so that's 66. And then another probably 30 to 35. He's up. We're up around like 90 to 100 freshman players mm-hmm. coming with, into this team. Kids that have never seen the field, yeah. Uh-huh. Not to mention three more years of classes. We're mm-hmm. up to around... 170 players 
probably coming in this fall. Mm-hmm. Which is absolutely... Like, look, Division One schools, Ohio State, are only allowed 90 uh, scholarship players. Mm-hmm. Which I know most likely a lot of ours don't have scholarships themselves. But 170 is just insane. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, like, there's all these players left over, and then you have so much depth going in. Like, you can literally have three teams against three other teams in practice for scrimmages. Like, Mm -hmm. that just gives you so much more freedom to learn new schemes. Like, you got scout team working on A, and then another scout team working on B. Like, that just brings so much more options to practice, even, too. And you're giving other guys Mm -hmm. experience who haven't played in over a year now, it seems like. So, it's just just bonkers to think about that. And, I mean, looking at the recruiting class, like, there was a statistic thrown out that we have one of the top 200 recruiting classes in all of college football that's regarding D1, D2, D3, mm-hmm. NAI. Like, we are better than over half of the D1 schools as far as a recruiting class is concerned, and that's an impressive feat at a D2 level. Oh, yeah. We all, we bait, beat most of the FCS schools in recruiting this yes. last year, which is insane for a Division II school to be able to do that. And basically, we can not only create, like, an A team, B team, C team, first string we can create an a roster a b roster and a c roster of like 56 players Mm -hmm. and we could be the competitive nature of what's going to be happening this spring into the fall is going to be something i don't think anyone's ever seen no like imagine a quarterback room with 10 quarterbacks Mm -hmm. vying for the starting spot because it's going to bring out a hell of competition. Yeah, we've we still probably haven't solved our quarterback issue from 2019, 2020. Yeah, we have nine registered quarterbacks on our roster right now, and that doesn't include any of the signees that we've had mm-hmm. over over on signing day. So we brought in, I think, like four at three or four actual like quarterbacks that yeah because we have we signed more but some of them are going to go play db or slot or whatever mm-hmm. whatever coach Nice has planned oh yeah and like the qb rooms for that is just going to be insane i'm most excited though about one of the quarterbacks that isn't going to be entering the qb room and that is brady rose from muskegon mona shores this man i've literally been following his career since he started playing for Amona Shores in the semifinal game of the 2019 playoffs. And that first game, back in high school, I my team lost to uh, two schools, Wald Lake Western and Detroit Martin Luther King in like the playoffs. Those are two tough programs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And one was in the semifinal, one was in the final. This man came in against Wald Lake Western off the bench, cold, it scored six touchdowns in the state semifinals. First ever game appearance at quarterback. Comes in, gets the start against Martin Luther King. Like four touchdowns, wins the state championship. So instantly, he's on everyone's radars. Mm-hmm. And D1 radars. Yeah, D1 radars. The only issue is he's undersized. An undersized five foot eight, 175-pound player. So he's undersized, but that didn't stop him at all this past season, and he only improved. I committed a full 10-line paragraph 
to his stats. You put a bunch of stats in there. Like you <laughs> let did. the people know this kid can play. I think the one stat that was really impressive, well, I mean, obviously his career stats are impressive, but mm-hmm. he had four interceptions and two of them returned for touchdowns. That yeah. just speaks to his athleticism because just because you get a pick does not mean that you can return them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to return half of the interceptions he had in his career as a primarily offensive player. Yeah, last season, that's just, not even in his career. Yeah. He might have had more, I think. Was it just his senior season? Yeah, just his senior season. He had 19 rushing touchdowns, That's just 10 crazy. passing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, two interceptions returned for a touchdown, a punt return for a touchdown, <laughs> uh, two blocked field goals and extra points. Let's see, what else? Fumble recovery, forced fumble, led the team in tackles. I think even played punter for him at one point. Punter, kicker. He can punt. Man can punt. Well, that's a game changer. That's a game changer right there. <laughs> exactly. Uh, what else? Yeah, wasn't he like the Associated Press like Division One, whatever, yep. Division One Player of the Year? Yeah, Division like, One and Two Player of the Year because he literally contributed at every single position he could have possibly played at. Mm-hmm. And like, just to be able, like Coach Anise. Was comparing him, bringing up uh, comparisons as to like Walter Payton and Barry Sanders, like saying this man didn't have or he didn't see that level of play in those two NFL legends that he saw in Brady Rose, especially like grit and all that. Mm-hmm. So I am beyond excited to have this man coming on campus. I 100% plan on like interview him the moment I know. That, like, I'm not committing an NCAA violation or something by contacting a high school recruit or something. <laughs> don't don't want to tick off athletics by doing that. Right. So, right. but as soon as I'm in the clear, I am 100% DMing this guy and being like, hey, we're going to, I want, I'm doing an article and you are coming on a podcast. I'm going to talk to you about your insane skills. So that's my dedication for uh, next year. Okay, that's that's your goal to write it down, put it on the sticky note, put it on the fridge. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Cool, that's right. Letting the people know. I like it. We already got a planned first story for next year. Ed. Exactly. Yeah, there it is. Love hey, planning for to the, the future. future. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why. That's why the true fans are here. They want the inside scoop. Skating mm-hmm. to where the puck you is know. gonna be. All right, Doctor Ray. She'll appreciate that. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Speaking of the puck, hockey. Wow, great so, transition. So hockey is an interesting story this year. Kind of has been for the past few seasons, four years or so. Uh, the last time that they had a winning season was five years ago. Um, so losing kind of become a trend, unfortunately, for our for our Bulldogs on the ice. Luckily for them, last weekend they picked up a big win in the shootout, picking up the extra point against Bemidji. Is that how you say it? Bemidji I think so. State. Um, so that that was a good morale boost for the guys. I'm sure Coach Daniel said that it felt really good for the team to. To win that game, but you know, in the NCAA books, it goes on as a tie. It's not even a win for them. So currently, they're sitting at one and fourteen and one, yep. I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is their worst start through sixteen games in a season in program history. Um, obviously, not where they wanted to be. I, I know for a fact that just having talked to Bob Daniels before the season started, that this is not where they expected to be. Uh, even despite the difficulties with COVID and, and all that sort of stuff that the team has had to deal with. So it's just not a good season, uh, you know. They and they know that. Cole Norris was very outspoken about his belief that they need to improve and that the confidence is down. 
Bob Daniels, head coach, again said same similar things that there is no false confidence. The only way to get that is to win, and they're not doing that right now. And it's funny that you mentioned that that they're one fourteen and one, and that you really talked to Bob, and you even said it in your article that he said that they've been within the game like one or one or two mm-hmm. points every single game, and yeah. they just yep. can't and close it out. I think at the time that I wrote the article, it was eight of their fourteen games, I believe. Uh, yep, eight of their fourteen games, they were within a goal, tied, or had the lead going into the third period. Yes. So it's not like they were being blown out or run out of the rink, as Daniels said, uh, in the third period. And still, there were multiple games where they lost by three, four goals. Yeah, you just look at it and you're like, how how can you play periods one, two, so good, and then mm-hmm. just the the last few periods, you're just gone. Like, yep. where did the team go that played one and two? Well, I've noticed. And I did the some stats research and put it into the article myself. They're allowing like four point six goals a game or something like yep. that. Mm-hmm. You're never gonna win games no. allowing four goals a game. Nope. Mm-mm. And which it's funny, our offense has improved actually this year. No, We're like scoring. we we outshot Tech in the last contest, and we still yeah. We're yeah, that's scoring. another thing that I've noticed just from watching some of the games. Like we'll t- we tend to have more shot attempts and mm-hmm. fewer goals. Correct. So I don't know, the efficiency is just not there, or they're not getting good looks at the at the goal. I, I'm not sure what's going on there. but I mean, we're scoring like 2.6 goals mm-hmm. a game or whatever. That's the average. We were only scoring two a game last year. Yeah. So we've improved offensively, but defensively we've become a gust of wind. I almost think that you think compare this team to last year's team too, that Last year's was a defensive-minded team with all those seniors and everything and watching them play. They had the rotation with the goalies, and now this year it's just offense is the number one key, and they can't. They like just forgot about their defensive idea and let it go. Yeah. I don't know. I do know that I am a curse, I've learned, <laughs> to oh, fair dear. state hockey. Uh-oh. Oh, that dear. is not good to know. Well, that's so, probably why your initials are like BS or something. But. <laughs> so... I've covered over the last two seasons because, you know, last year was I had the hockey beat, basically. The beat, basically, Brody has this year. Mm-hmm. They didn't win a single game. Owen, like, 10 when I ga- did game coverage. And that is why you don't go there anymore. This year, I've covered four games. They have not won a single one of them. That oh, covered. my goodness. <laughs> Which, I mean, obviously, it's easy to say they're, when they've, they've won. won twice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was fortunate enough to be in the booth working the music for the Trine game and I'll tell you that was like the one time this year that like our fans our our administration everybody was just ecstatic like it was just like yes this is what it feels just tasting winning again that was that was a fun game to be a part of just because multiple period multiple goals in every period yes shutout victory but you know you got to take that with a grain of salt. It's against a division. Yeah, two and that school. was the first game that we even had fans back. That the the pre, the pre purchase tickets were were an idea. Um, but I mean, just having fans there and be able to to get to win together like they did with multiple goals was it was just a, it was just a great moment. And we just we want more of those. We we need more of those. Yeah, I don't know how to get there, but we need more of those. I am zero and fourteen when covering hockey. <laughs> so we need to. Get security at the door, and then when you come in, they yeah, just gotta. Kick you they just gotta shut Sorry, you Brendan, not a lot to honestly, cover. Sorry. Honestly, but. I felt like. Well, there's a reason why I gave Brody the hockey beat, not myself or something, was because you know I realized I may be the issue. So 
if they if athletics wants me to write like you know a twit longer or whatever apologizing for my very obvious jinxing i'll uh be happy to do so because i also agree that i'm the reason why ferris state hockey has become an issue you don't have to take that full on. I'm gonna say I don't take the full blame goes no, on. No, let's leave you. the full blame on Brendan. I think that's the, I think <laughs> oh, that's, that's the, the way idea. to go. Yeah. Well, I think Brendan's all your fault. Sorry, so. that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So. But anyways, looking on the more bright side of that situation, you know, Daniels was very optimistic. Still was talking about how his guys were putting together good games. They they were playing hard. It wasn't for a lack of effort. Um, and he really credited the the young guys, the freshman class especially, both on uh, offense and defense. So. The future looks bright. It's just a matter of getting these guys playing time and getting them getting them developed the right way, so that in the next year or two we can start seeing some some more wins. And maybe Brendan doesn't doesn't have to think he's the curse. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not even think; it's believe. It's <laughs> believe. Well, speaking of believe, I mean, we had a pretty big game over the weekend. That it wasn't a related affairs, but I mean, a Ferris football player did participate, even though he was okay, on the practice sat squad. on the roster. Okay, what do you at clarify least, as participate? I mean, he was there to at least watch his team get like mantally destroyed. So yeah. he I was there. Yeah, yeah, he, he was, was there like, in spirit. Yeah, he probably didn't contribute to anything other than practice. Hey guys, That's like fair. you guys suck out there. No, right now. no, he didn't say that he tried i mean I how do you know Uh-oh. there was a lot of unknown said things there <laughs> yeah yeah definitely so uh you just went there yeah he did but yes the super bowl happened yeah. this past weekend let me tell you that was a game to just witness it, not even not even saying it was a game to watch over any other super bowl but just the records that were broken and the fact it was a good game to that get, Tampa have a few Bay drinks. fully dismantled that 14-2 and Kansas City team yeah. was unbelievable. It was a good game for me to have a few drinks and watch the expected Tom Brady a dismantling. A 43-year-old <laughs> man took his team to the Super Bowl, and that defense destroyed Patrick Mahomes. Destroyed Kansas City's line, backup mm-hmm. line. Let's just say they destroyed their whole Kansas City offense yeah. because they took yeah. Tyree Kill, Tyree Kill Travis like Kelsey out of the game and made McCole Harmon and Sammy Watkins step up. And I don't think Sammy Watkins touched the ball. Nope. I don't think Demarcus Robinson touched the ball either. Nope. Not to mention, I think Patrick Mahomes almost ran 500 yards just trying not to get drugged down to the mm-hmm. turf. Well, all season long, that's been the strength of Tampa Bay's defense is up front, both in pass rush and well, I mean, rush when defense. you have Vita Vea, Nadamik, and Sue, well, Shaq, Sha- Barrett. Shaq Barrett. Yep. Well, I mean, that's three studs J- that are J- pro P- bowlers. JPP. JPP. JPP with the nine fingers. But then even in the second level, you look at Devin White and Levante David, that's the best linebacking core in football, arguably the best linebacking core in football, interior linebacking core. Yeah, when you look at front sevens. That that def- that defense stands out as one of the best in the league. Yeah, I mean, look how fast yeah. Devin Bush is. That kid can get from one sideline to the other sideline before you can even snap your fingers. Yeah, Devin White's a machine. Levante David is also one of the best cover guys at age twenty nine. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just the way that he was able to to keep Travis Kelsey from getting more than four yards down the field is really impressive all game long. Yeah. Correct. And the fa- 
I also thought their defensive backcourt was underrated. Well, oh, they, were final, they were finally healthy coming into this game. Yeah, Carlton yeah, Davis was, was they back. Were healthy. They had Antoine Carl- Winfield had, had that nagging injury all season long. Mm-hmm. He was finally healthy. He got the got the peace sign to the cheetah. Well, think about that week twelve where he did the peace sign, doesn't get fined, and then he gets yelled oh, at yeah, and flagged he, for. He totally had doing to, it. Back. Tyreek Hill totally had it coming, but it was, it was funny. Yeah. It was funny to see him to see. Well, now Tyreek has had now his fair share of that stuff coming. Now so. his little yeah. peace sign's illegal, so he puts it on his glove and just does his whole hand up in the air. So Tyreek Hill's an interesting man. That's enough about Kansas City. Kansas City's woes. Let's talk about Brady winning a seventh Super Bowl, and he's yeah. coming back for an eighth. I have a theory that he signed a deal with the devil. With the Brady what? signed a deal with the devil. Brady signed a deal with the devil to be able to get eternal health. And make sure his body does not break down. The man has his own fitness business. The man, what's in, I want those TB12 (laughs) drinks drug tested. I was just going to say, this man has his own fitness business, and you're saying he's trying to deal with the devil. I just think he knows what he's doing for fitness. 100% think, no. But think about it, too. What is he not doing in Tampa that he had to do in New England? Think. Just think about this. No. He doesn't have to think as much in Tampa that he did in New England. How so? (laughs) So if he's sitting there in Tampa Bay, what is your number one thought process about who you're going to throw the ball to? I can throw the ball to whoever I want. That's true. I don't New know England, if, I don't you know literally really, had to look at Julian Edelman. I don't know if that's really a thought process or more so just sort of he has so much talent around him that he can't Well, and also he doesn't have to be worried about getting his ass sacked 24-7. Yeah, because New England was a really bad idea leaving at that point. Yeah, so that's just what I think. Well, I mean, if anyone anyone who knows me at least a little bit knows that I do not like Tom Brady at all. Yeah, we know. But uh, he is the greatest winner to ever play the game of football, and it's hands down not even close. Mm-hmm. So you are a Saints fan too. So I'm that's sure right. I am a Saints, say fan. Saints fan. Yeah. I am a Saints fan. You're beat them both there throughout is, the regular season there, and there, choke there, in the close There is no way I can look at this Saints season and say that there is a a good takeaway from what happened because yes, they beat Tampa Bay twice in the regular season. Yes, they were both dismantlings, and yes, they lost in the playoffs when it really mattered. So. Like I said, for those that know me, I don't like Tom Brady. I'm not a fan of him at all, but he is the single greatest winner to ever play the game of football, ever step on a football field. Yeah. Jameis Winston time for you. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, <laughs> oh man. They better get out on those Deshaun Watson sweepstakes right now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people. A lot of people. That's going to be interesting to see where that kid lands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's not confirmed he's coming back to New Orleans. Like, he could go somewhere else oh, if someone yeah. wants Winston. to pay him. Oh, yeah, oh, Winston, you'll absolutely. Have Taysom Hill. Yeah. Come on. The, the <laughs> they look so Swiss Army knife good football. when Taysom, Taysom Hill was starting. Gonna, and then he's he going to make Kamara He definitely did not mad. lead the team in fumbles with the second fewest carries on the roster. <laughs> Can you guys tell that Brody's a little upset? <laughs> no, I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm actually not. I, th- I think that Jameis Winston would be a project. Um, but the Saints team is young enough where they can take on a project. And Sean Payton has had his history of success with great offenses, doing great things behind decent quarterbacks. So we'll see. I, I would be more nervous if Taysom Hill was a starter next year. Much more nervous. because well, I, then I think they said Drew's already coming back for one more. No, he didn't. No. 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 As, far as, as far as all every news source is talking about, it, it's that he's retiring. It's Drew's yet retiring. to be confirmed, but he pretty much said yeah, that like this was his last Every single source. Yeah. Which he needs to be done. done. 
He needs to be done. As much as I love Drew Brees, he needs he's, to be done. He's the man getting up there. barely got hit, 12, and his entire rib cage just collapsed. 12 yeah. fractured ribs and a punctured lung, and he only missed four games for it. it that yes. is not healthy for a 20-year-old body, let alone a 42-year-old body. I mean, think about Stafford. How many injuries did that kid play with? Now he's finally going yeah, to a team. Yeah, but he's never punctured a lung To me, before. it was never he's really... He's also like 33 years yeah, old, though. Was, Drew yeah. Brees is up near 40. Well, yeah. to me, it wasn't about, you know... It was the fact that he broke 12 ri- ribs... On a hit that barely, barely, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he barely, he got sandwiched, and his entire, an entire rib cage is not supposed to just crack. Well, and last year too, when he hit his thumb on Aaron Donald's helmet and missed six games because of the fractured thumb or whatever Mm -hmm. he had there, Mm -hmm. Jared Goff had the same thing and played in the next game. Yeah, well, so it's just, it's time for him to be done. It's time for the legend to to hang the cleats. Unfortunately, as as much as it hurts me to say that, for his safety and health as a person, it is, is definitely time to hang him up. It's time for his new cha- next chapter. Next, right. next chapter. chapter. Whatever that may be. Well, my uh, Steelers still going strong <laughs> with Ben Roethlisberger. So. Big Ben, and now you might get JJ. JJ I mean, Watt, question JJ. mark. JJ. You're going to have the Watt brothers over there. I call it the Holy Trinity. The you're, Holy you're, Trinity. you're not going back to the Steel Curtain? The like, Holy that, like, Trinity gone? of Watts. I mean, I guess. As soon as they all come together, it's like mythic legends. Where it's like main... instant sixteen and zero and exit in the pl- in the wild card round. I or the division would round. not say sixteen and zero. <laughs> that division just got a heck instantly, of a lot tougher. I, I like the second part. Sixteen and zero, instantly out in the wild card round. I meant I meant the division <laughs> round. I mean, <laughs> look at what you guys did this year. Hey, I mean, we went. You won like what? Fourteen four? games in a row, and then started to choke. Eleven. Eleven. It was eleven. Oh, eleven. Okay, eleven. And then you started to win really downhill, really quickly. At least, at least you weren't the first team to lose to the Jets. No, he, you're right. We weren't. The Rams. Good job. The playoff team and a loss to the Jets this season. Just that does not. An obvious. Rams cry. You beat the Seahawks, but you somehow lose to the Jets. Yep. You beat this. You beat prime Russell Wilson in the playoffs, but you have a regular season loss. Speaking to the Jets. of Russell Wilson, him in Seattle is he, are not doing so no, hard. I, I don't know. Mm. I feel like that's just. I feel hot like it's air. all media. I'm trying it to is. blow it up. It that's has media. to be no, because Russell not. Russell has never once complained about his situation, even no. when he was a guy that only threw the ball 14, 15 times a game. Because well, just and all he wants is he just wants a he little bit care. more. Like hey coach like i just want to be in on some of these decisions that you're making like i don't care what you do i just want to like have my peace kept and heard that's all i want and so the media is just sitting here saying oh well he doesn't want to be there anymore and there's yeah. so much in between yeah. them. Well, I, I think it's more of uh russell wilson's getting up there in age now it's 31 something I like believe. that yeah, I think 30, he's 31 so that's the time you know quarterbacks stop running as much running quarterbacks start to Run a little less. They Want more to, protection. Yeah, and Russell Wilson has been sacked or hit an astronomical amount of times compared to most other quarterbacks. So I think mm-hmm. his, if if there is any sort of um, upset there from Russell Wilson, it's coming from the fact that he just has no protection. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he's been there for how long? And he's 32 now. Thanks, you. 32. 2012. He's 32. And he has been everything that Seattle's wanted him to be and then some even winning Super Bowl rings and the fact is he's done it having mediocre offensive lines for over half his career mediocre receivers still until they got DK yeah mm-hmm. and he's been still saying you know what 
and staying here. This is the like the media going out and saying like he was basic like basically all that I got out of it. I don't know what you guys got out of it when he said those things. He said, "I just don't want to get hit anymore." And the fact is, he's going up in age. He's thirty-two. Like we've seen now, like Drew Brees in year, in age, the more hits you take, the less of your career. It's just going to keep chunking down. So the fact is, in the words that he said, that's up to the management. That's not saying, oh yeah, I'm like yeah, my I'm already gotten deals going on. My agents talking to other teams. He's just saying like no, if Seattle decides like that's like I'm I'm for the franchise. If the franchise wants to move on from me, that's different. I'm not saying I'm gonna move on from the franchise. So, but the media people like to get a hold of that stuff and run stuff. So. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And all he's wanted is all he's ever wanted is an offensive line. I mean, sit yeah. there, take a go get go play quarterback for a minute and go take a hit. It's 300, 400-pound men coming at you, and you're getting cremated. I mean. Well, especially when you're undersized as a quarterback oh, in terms of the NFL standard. Russell's 5'10", 5'11". Kid was a baseball right prospect. Yeah. You know, compared to guys like Mahomes that are 6'2", 6'3", Tom Brady's the same same size. Jameis Winston's even taller than that. You know, these guys that are bigger can – their bodies are just built differently to, to take those kinds of hits. And guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, undersized just – you know, hits hurt a lot more. Oh yeah. So you you said uh, Brody, you were saying about the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes earlier with the Saints. He's been tied to the Jets in Miami. Yeah. Well, yeah. if he goes to Miami, what do, what are you doing with Tua? And like you just wasted a third Miami. Right what are you doing with Tua? Are you just gonna send him to Houston and say, Yep, yeah, basically, he's yeah. out. And then Ryan He'd Fitzpatrick a, is he, gone. He wouldn't have to worry about his starting job. No. In Houston. No, yeah, he'd worry about living in Houston because they have nothing there. Yeah, I don't know about that. Have, I'd be more worried about the team, how it's going to be assembled, because they're basically looking like they're starting from scratch. Yeah, yeah they look like they're wiping the whole board. I thought you meant like living in Houston. No, I, I wasn't. No, like, living. living. No, I'm talking team, about living team. as in <laughs> I got, yeah, offensive yeah. line. I got. I was like, living in Houston, geez. Yeah. I mean, I know that they flood every year. They flood <laughs> and it's get a little hot, but I mean, I wasn't talking about I mean, it could be no, nice to live in Houston. We, we, got, we, we got what you're saying. Yeah. That makes more sense. <laughs> well, Brendan clearly didn't. <laughs> Well, that's me. That's me. Half the time, I take everything literal. So yeah, we know. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. If <laughs> if Watson about? goes to Miami, that Miami was already a good team, especially defensively. Oh, absolutely. I mean, with yeah. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard in the secondary, that's one of the toughest teams. To move and the they've already been trying to talk about getting Devontae Smith in the draft. Yeah. Yep. If you get Deshaun Watson, you can sacrifice. Like the if Miami gets Deshaun Watson, you take Devontae with your third pick. You're not You're, taking third pick. All right, who? Texans or? No, Miami. Miami's trading you, that first. That it, they would have to. Yeah, they yeah. would have to trade that yeah. pick. Right, but if they didn't somehow. Yeah. Well, and they got Devonte Smith. But even if even if they don't get Devonte Smith, they still have Devonte Parker, who's in his prime. They still have Preston Williams, who's the guy that I was really high on coming out of college. Lynn Bowden Jr. is a slot mm-hmm. who's coming on last year. Yep, Isaiah. Ford, I think, mm-hmm. is his name. He was he played pretty good. And You're gonna get you know, Matt Breida back from injury as Matt a running Breida back. Will be back. They've got some decent Mike running Gusecki. backs. Mm-hmm. And Miles Gaskin too. Ma- he that's was great. Yeah. I think and we've name. seen what Watson can do with less than ideal receiving oh, situations, especially this year after Houston. Especially this year after Will Fuller went down. I yeah, mean, mm-hmm. for most majority of his career, you had DeAndre Hopkins. And well, did he go down, or did he go down from steroid pep, pep whatever yeah, substitution? He, that's thing. right. He did. It was a steroid <laughs> issue. That's right. I forgot about that. But bad guy. But speaking of the draft, I mean, you think of Jacksonville's got number one? Obviously, they're taking Trevor Lawrence. 
what what quarterback situation falls behind Trevor Lawrence? Other than I mean, you have Justin Fields, but so many reports come in that Justin Fields isn't the next number two. Then you got Zach. What Zach? Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's now the number two board. Zach Wilson's board. now number two. And I haven't seen enough. The only game I really saw of Wilson Wilson live was uh, that Coastal Carolina game. Oh, that mm-hmm. shootout game. Yeah. Shootout. Where, that yeah, was a fun game. He almost came one yard short or whatever. Yeah, that was pro- that's the only time I've seen film, and really only that one drive. So, mm-hmm. so I did mean, we ever mention Detroit's rebuild? I mean, we are in Michigan. Mm. Maybe I think we should save some content for next week. Oh, next week is a next nice week, little yeah. bubble to stop right here and go next week. Well, I, I mean, that means the people are just gonna have to stick around for next week. Exactly. I think <laughs> got to build the, an audience. Whole point, right? Exactly. Got to got to leave them on their toes. Just getting to where the puck's gonna be. Exactly. So. With that, I think we've had a successful afternoon. I'm Brennan Sanders. Brandon Worth. Austin Arquette. Brody Kaiser. And we will see you next week.